0: At loveisrael.org. That's one word loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: We serve and we believe in a sovereign God. But the problem is this many people are confused or simply wrong in what they believe that means a sovereign God. Now, every believer should accept that God is sovereign. But we need to understand that in the biblical way God is sovereign but that does not mean that everything that happens in this world that God's the cause of it see some people teach this if God's sovereign then if anything happens outside of his will that affects it threatens his sovereignty not at all this sovereign God is free to allow sin he is not the cause of sin he does not participate in sin God cannot be tempted to sin and nor God tempts others to sin God is never connected to sin but realize this God is able this wonderful sovereign God is able to take that which is sinful that which is evil and he can use it for good God always wants good and therefore God who is sovereign who is miraculous who is supernatural he can take that which is evil and turn it into good how does he do that through his redemptive work through his power that with God all things are possible well what I'd like to do in this short study is to look at a few passages most of which are going to be from the book of Proverbs and we're going to look at them literally. Why? Because many times people will come to a verse of Scripture and they will translate it in regard to their desires. They have a preconceived theological view. Therefore, they twist the Scriptures in order for the Scripture to support what they want it to say rather than what it truly does. And that's why we have to be very careful about the translations that we're using. Now, I'm going to be reading as I always do from the biblical language. If we're studying a New Testament passage, I'm looking at the Greek text, not looking at a translation, but looking at the Greek text and translating it while I'm teaching. If we're looking at the Old Testament, Usually there's a few chapters in Aramaic, but primarily the Old Testament was written in Hebrew And what we're going to do is look at the Hebrew texts for a few Proverbs and One other passage so we have a right understanding of the sovereignty of God Look with me to the book of Proverbs Proverbs chapter 16 and the very last verse of chapter 16 verse 33 now the problem is that, that many people do not understand the idioms in the scripture. Let me go through this just a few short words. Let's look at them and understand them with the proper background. We read here you Utal et ha goral. hek is this part, part of the body, the chest. The chest cavity, some would say. And the primary organ within this checks, chest cavity is the heart. Now the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart. So when it says here in the scripture, "Bahek in the chest cavity, you tell et ha goral. Goral is lot. The lot is casted. Now let me ask you a question why do people cast lots because they're looking for the will of God correct every time someone casts lots in the Bible it's because they're searching for God's will they want to obey God now what they're doing is making a decision so you cast lots in order to make a decision that's the idiom cast lots I'm deciding on something I'm trying to figure something out. So the scripture says here, in the chest cavity, Bachek, you is casted the lot. So one casts lots in his chest cavity, he thinks about making a decision. Then let's look at the next part of the Proverbs. U Me Adonai and from the Lord ko mishbato. Which means, see, the problem is this word. Mishpat it does not mean decision what some Bible says is this basically you can can mole things over in your heart but realize from the Lord is every decision really is that what we believe that everything I'm trying to decide as I think about it over and over that is an idiom I'm casting lots inwardly I'm trying to find out what what I should do and every decision is the Lord's from the Lord I don't think so see this gives a person a false sense of of justification I am justified in doing that because you know every decisions from God God is sovereign he controls everything so whatever I do it must be God's will or God is leaving me to do it for a reason that 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 I don't understand right now and maybe I need to do this. Maybe this is something sinful, something I ought not do, but God wants me to do it because through this, He's going to teach me something from it. Well, God can teach me things through wrong things, but God's not the author of that. It is heresy. Hear this. It is wrong. It is incorrect to believe that every decision is from the Lord. No, I assure you, because I know myself, we all make decisions that are not from God they're sinful they can be rebellious they're displeasing to God what does this literally say well let's look at it What what the Bible says and from the Lord call mishpato all of his judgment the word mishpat comes from judgment so what it's saying is this you make decisions you think about things that's what it means in your chest cavity in your heart you cast lots you're thinking about things you're trying to discern what God's will is then he says from the Lord is every judgment meaning this God's going to hold you accountable God's going to judge all those decisions that's what it's saying it's a warning it is not viewed as a statement of you know what whatever you decide It's from God no this is disastrous when someone thinks every decision I I just you know ask what should I do God help me with this and whatever I come up with whatever I sense that I should do it's from God it may not be what it's telling us here is God's going to judge every decision well let's move to another one stay within the book of Proverbs and look now to Proverbs chapter 19 Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 21 notice what it says many are the thoughts in a man's heart now that's true many are the thoughts in a man's heart but the counsel of the Lord it will stand now what is simply saying is this you could have many thoughts but what is going to be established is the counsel of God so if you want your life to be established then you do what you submit to the counsel of God this is in the end what's going to happen it does not mean that many of our thoughts but whatever is the outcome that's the counsel of God whatever is the outcome this is God's no this is so dangerous to 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 understand this passage in this way what it's telling us is this it's God's counsel that is going to in the end be what he's going to be behind what he's going to bring about it's warning us to agree with the counsel of God not saying you know we have many thoughts but in the end it's all going to work out no if you don't choose the counsel of God, you're going to be outside. Now, let me give you an example of this from another place. And we've studied this before, but I think it's so foundational and so confusing. And that is Pharaoh in Egypt. See, now we know the Bible speaks about God hardening Pharaoh's heart. Some people understand it incorrectly, they believe that God needed Pharaoh to disobey him this is not the case God always wants obedience the purposes of God are always best advanced through obedience but realize just like we're standing and talking about Proverbs 19 verse 21 in the end God's counsel is going to be established but realize there's implication and Pharaoh is a great example of this Now, when you read in the book of Exodus, Moses comes up and he says to Pharaoh, send my people forth, not let my people go, but send my people forth. What does that mean? He's saying, Pharaoh, you need to participate in this. You need to agree with God. You need to participate in God's will. Let the children of Israel go, send them forth what does Pharaoh say Pharaoh says who is the Lord that I should obey him and what happens thereafter God through some miracles God through the plagues reveal himself to Pharaoh and Pharaoh makes such statements as God is righteous and I have sinned he says to Moses Moses intercede for me because of my sin." So Pharaoh grows he knows that God is supernatural he knows that God is greater than Pharaoh this is a big revelation for him Pharaoh was always taught he's God he is not and Pharaoh is understanding God but here's the problem every time Pharaoh has been convicted with what he should do he knows it in fact he says he's going to do it and what happens God restores he puts things back in the previous way in a way that Pharaoh liked Pharaoh thought was good what did Pharaoh do he then rebelled he knew God he knew what he should do but he rebelled against it and that's when the scripture says God hardened Pharaoh's heart and he says that several times why here's the principle it's a spiritual law when you know the truth of God and you reject it that rejecting, that act of rebellious has an adverse effect upon your heart. It hardens your heart. It makes that heart more insensitive to the things of God. This is what it's talking about. Do not think, well, every decision that comes about, God's going to, whatever comes about, that's God, and that's what He wanted me to do. No, this is not what it's saying quite the contrary look at this verse again verse 21 many are the thoughts in a man's heart we have many things that we think about I could do this I could do that but it says the counsel of Lord it's going to be established so this tells us we need to seek God's counsel because that's where God's going to be moving many of the things that I think about many are the thoughts of my heart they are not pleasing to god they are not part of god's will i need to pray for the counsel of the lord because this is what god's behind this is what he's going to establish don't think that that i have all these thoughts and in the end no matter what i do god's going to work it out no who's the example pharaoh it was because pharaoh disobeyed with god what happened pharaoh was destroyed Now, remember the context here. God says, I've chosen Pharaoh in order to proclaim the greatness of God throughout the earth. That was why God raised up Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh could do this in one of two ways. He could submit to God and agree with God, and in doing so, this would proclaim the greatness of God. Pharaoh would say, Listen, I'm not God I've met the real God he's the creator of heavens and earth we need to submit to him that's what God's desire for Pharaoh was and he could demonstrate that by sending forth the children of Israel out of Egypt doing something that the people would have never thought that Pharaoh would do that's right God changes our plans but Pharaoh rejected now God still was shown great by Pharaoh how God's judgment destroyed Pharaoh and Egypt. So here's the message God's will is going to stand, His counsel is going to be fulfilled. But if we agree and submit, we can be blessed. If we reject that, like Pharaoh did, we'll be destroyed. So there's no blessing and no part of God's reward when we ignore God reject God it's only when we agree with the counsel of the Lord let's go to another place turn if you would to Proverbs chapter 21 Proverbs chapter 21 look at verse 1 very well known scripture in fact so many times people will use this scripture in talking about a perversion of the sovereignty of God let's look at it streams of water now we know that that streams of water they go they meander through and who causes that nature who's over nature God so the streams of water go and notice what it says streams of water is the heart of the king now people don't understand this next phrase bayad hashem very important bayad hashem ends in the hand of the Lord that is a known idiom when we say in the hand of the Lord we're speaking about in under God's authority in the hand is under his authority and what it's saying is this when the king's heart recognizes God's authority God's going to move things he's going to direct things all the scripture verse 1 streams of water is the heart of the king in the hand of the Lord all which he desires he turns so when when the king recognizes God's authority this recognition of God's authority will cause God to move things according to his will within that kingdom The king is going to see God's providence in his his administration when he recognizes God's authority do not think as some read this verse that streams of water is the heart of the king in the hand of the Lord concerning all what he desires he turns meaning this some people look at it this way God is sovereign yes he is therefore That heart of the king is in God's hand and he just manipulates that king any way that he wants no see here's the problem if we take that view then a king that does horrible things a tyrant that that murders people exploits people steals from people there's been many kings like that is this God's activity is this God turning the, the the things in regard to the king no this is a sinful man behaving sinfully doing shameful horrible things of of exploitation and 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 oppression oppressing people this has nothing to do with God this is not a king that's recognizing God's authority so do not be one that thinks well if God's sovereign and he is that means whatever happening whatever this king whatever this leader whatever this government's doing it must be God's will no no and no there is sinful man do not blame God for sinful men now being Jewish something that's very important to me is the Holocaust and what I tell people is this never blame God people say where was God don't blame God for the sinfulness of human beings God's not the cause of that it's because people rejected God that they did these horrible things so we need to have a proper understanding of the sovereignty of God look now to verse two every way of a man is right in his own eyes but the Lord regulates the heart now what does that mean well the concept is this left to myself as I once again trying to make a decision notice what it says Kol Derek kol is all Derek is way ish yeshar be enough every way seems right in the eyes of man but they're not right so this scripture is saying left to himself terrible things may seem right to him correct But God, God regulates the heart, meaning this. This is a verse that says you need God's input in your life. You need God to regulate your heart because left to yourself, everything's going to seem right to you. You're going to say, well, I think this is right. It's not. You are going to be easily deceived. All this verse is saying is how much we need God to regulate our heart put it in order control our heart that just doesn't happen because God's sovereign we have to submit we have to invite we have to pray we have to study his word to find the mind of God so that we make the right decisions that's what the scriptures say well one more and we'll wrap up turn to another very important scripture we've looked at this before the book of of Esther the book of Esther chapter 4 Now, this is when Mordecai, he hears now about Haman, that wicked Haman's plan to destroy, exterminate the Jewish people. And he's grieved and he wants Esther to do something. So he sends word into the palace so that Esther does something. What is that? Well, look with me, Esther chapter 4. And it says here that he wants... Esther to go before the king to supplicate for the Jewish people and Esther doesn't want to do so why well she's concerned she has not been called before the king for 30 days so there's two ways to understand this one is this the king is displeased he hasn't called her for 30 days and if she goes before the king which is illegal to do you only go before the king as you're called to do so. No one would be so bold to go before him on their own initiative. This is what Mordecai is telling Esther to do. You go now at this time, and she says, "Look at this, verse verse 11." Uh, she says in this passage, "There's one law: if I go there without an invitation, he can put me to death. I haven't been called for 30 days." this means he's angry and if I do that he'll use that against me now the second way that people understand it is this he hasn't called me for 30 days so soon he will if not today tomorrow so I don't need to take the initiative I'll just wait for him to call me because it's got to happen soon either way she's being disobedient why Mordecai says now you go before the king now she doesn't want to Now look if you would to the the 12th verse where it says and it was told to Mordecai the words of Esther verse 13 and Mordecai said to return meaning speak to Esther and this is what Mordecai said that would be told to her do not imagine in your soul meaning don't think that you are going to escape uh, the, the house of the king. Don't think that you're going to, because you're in the house of the king, you're that queen, that you're going to escape, escape this, this sentence, this decree more than the other Jews. She's Jewish. And he's saying you need to go now and intercede in behalf of this don't imagine in your heart because you are in the king's house that some ways that you're going to escape this and be different than all the other jews verse 14 for if you are, are utterly silent notice what it says at this time deliverance this is the word revah which is is basically profit, but it means deliverance and uh, salvation will stand for the Jewish people from another way now this shows that God can fulfill his will through a multiplicity of different ways he's not just dependent upon one he's able to accomplish his purposes through a variety of different means and this is what he's saying God's general will is the Jewish people are not going to be exterminated so you should go and do this but if not God will deliver us another way but notice what he says but you middle of verse 14 but you and the household of your father will perish so he says here's the situation God is sovereign yes he is his sovereign will is Israel the Jewish people are not going to be destroyed and he's telling Esther is telling Esther you go now and intercede at this time if you don't you're not going to thwart the, the will of God this this deliverance and success and and salvation will come to the Jewish people through another way but you're not being obedient therefore don't think that your house of your father is going to survive that you're going to 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 not perish you will perish So we see that God has a variety of ways of fulfilling his purpose and the same way with Pharaoh what Mordecai is saying is this Pharaoh if you obey you can be blessed if you don't obey God's will still will be done but you are going to perish that's the truth for Pharaoh that's the same truth that Mordecai shared with Esther Esther it's for this time that you've come to this position that you're in the king's house so that you can do this you go and if you do you'll be blessed but if you don't you will perish but God will bring up salvation deliverance for his people through another mean this is how we understand the sovereignty of God so is God sovereign yes he is is he absolutely sovereign yes he is but does that mean everything that happens is God's will no there's a lot of things that happen in this world that are not God's will you know what we call them sin but the sinfulness of man does not mean that God's will is going to be thwarted in the end God's will will be done but those that are not submissive to God that do not receive that gospel that reject that rebel they're going to be eternally lost only those who say yes to God are going to be blessed by the sovereign God those who reject and say no to God they are going to be consumed by the sovereign God but again not everything that happens in this world is of God man can act and man can act sinful and do that which is against God's will that does not hinder or attack the sovereignty of God God is free to allow that he can use it for his purpose and he will allow it for a time but in the end God will move against all rebelliousness all disobedience all sin and he will create a kingdom where there will not be any sin or rebelliousness there will be a kingdom of righteousness agree with God serve this righteous king and you will find God blessing you and moving in your life. So, the sovereignty of God, a very important doctrine that we need to perceive correctly.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website loveisrael.org.